to the NFL. Hey fellow Warzone listeners, my name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the people's dynasty podcast. On today's show, we're going to do a mock draft, but not any mock draft. We're going to mock draft the 2023 rookies and sophomores. If you don't know what a sophomore is, it's a person in their second year. Think back to when you were in high school, unless you're not in high school. And thank you for listening at a young age. But if you're a sophomore, you know that's year two. But I'll tell you who's not in year two. He and I are wrapping up year five. It is my co-host. You know him better as the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. Welcome to your own show, man. How was your weekend? Good yeah, it was good. It was good. I did. Uh, I had to work for James, so I will take it. Um, it's also 85 degrees in central Iowa today, so it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm good, man. How you been, brother? I'm good, man. I, I did a bonus show, a little solo action on Wednesday. The streak lives on five years in a row, a show every Wednesday. Which is uh, wild. It is wild. 200. It'll be like in July, like July 4th weekend or whatever the hell. It'll be 250 weeks in a row where we've never missed a Wednesday. Uh, you can fact check that on on Podbean. And while you're there, you can leave us a review for the show. But yeah, I did a little solo show, a little help me understand. Help me understand is a lesson you can not only use in Dynasty Fantasy Football, but one that you can use in life. You can check that out. It's now up on a podcast on iTunes, Google, you know, Spotify, whatever, and on YouTube. So wherever you want to consume this past Wednesday's show. I consumed okay. it on YouTube personally. but I, I saw you chime in during the live stream and called me in. I, I was at work working really hard. You know. Thank you. Mike's in the chat. Mike Mike is uh, one of our, our most loyal YouTube watchers. Mike's in the chat said it was a good show. You're goddamn right it was a good show, Mike. See, Mike's a man of taste and sophistication, and that's why he's a, a subscriber a patron and a good friend of the dynasty Warzone. So Mike has taste. You called me a nerd, Jerry. Yeah, I did. Well, I have never seen you with the glasses. It's a new touch. You look refined. If I yeah. could say that. So can I let you in on some, some inside, some inside news? Okay, shoot. I'm nearsighted. So I don't really need the glasses to, 
to actually see you. You just know the, you look so damn good. I do. I do. It's, it's hard being, it's, you know, what they say, um, back in the day, it was like a hair care product or makeup. It's like, it's hard being beautiful. I understand it's, it's a curse, but for me, these are new. These are my new glasses, but for me, these have a blue blocker function to them. So it really helps when we podcast late at night, because a lot of times you and I will podcast until 10, 11 PM Eastern, which is right up against bedtime for me and consuming blue light from three monitors. And I got these ring lights right here in front of me. This helps. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Recording last night, I actually got to sleep in a much better fashion. So it's, it's a one, it's a small sample. It's a sample of one, but I, I, I do like my new glasses, Jerry. So thank you for noticing. Thank you for calling me a nerd. But uh, you, you know, I do have some, uh, some normal blue blockers, right? I ever tell you the yeah. blue blocker story? No. Okay. Well, this is, this is, this is a true story. So, you know, my, my wife is into all the, like, you know, super healthy living, sleep, cold plunge, you know, how you eat, all, all the things. She's up on all of this. And blue blockers have been a thing for, you know, a year or two. So about a year or so ago, she bought everyone in our family, me, her, and our son, Vinny. She bought all of us a pair of blue blockers. She bought herself and Vinny these really cool blue blockers. I'm like, those look, they look kind of like the ones I got on. And she's like, oh, those aren't for you. I'm like, well, where are mine? And she hands me these fucking things. It looks like something Elton John would be proud to wear. <laughs> I, can't wear this on the, I said, I can't wear this on the goddamn podcast. Like, are you trying to kill me? They're like these clear, big, I mean, they look like goggles. And I'm like, well, why don't I just get some pink ones? I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I can't go on the Dynasty War Zone looking like, you know, Elton John's stopping by. He's going to, you know, break down a rookie running back and then play candle in the wind. Uh-uh, not on this podcast. So, yeah, my, my wife was pulling a rib on me. I had to go get my own glasses with blue blocker functionality. I actually recommend you get some, too. Listen, I, I mean, I could use it. not any younger. No, no, we're not. Sometimes my eyeballs do be watering when I got the ring light on and the screen's in front of me, so. I'm just it's a lot old age. What a bullload of bull crap that is. I, I'm not afraid to call bullshit on like a modern medicine, not modern medicine, but like a modern you yeah. know, thing that's in vogue. But I will say one night sample. I'll follow up with you guys next week on the Dynasty Wars and about how the blue blocker function of these glasses are working out. But we've already mentioned the YouTube. If you have it, please head over to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone and subscribe. And if you're a podcast consumer, thank you as well. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. And those are the two best free, as I used to say with our buddy, Dr. Kyle, the freest way to help out the Dynasty Warzone. But uh, Jerry, the patron, rocks on. Have you been keeping up with our, uh, with our, with our draft? We have patron 17 rolling on. I have popped in and out of it a little bit because I don't have any going on right now. So it's sort of the fix that I have. So you're just living vicariously through me and the other 11 in this patron. Of course. So it's a lot of fun. I love the strategy. Uh, I mentioned on the last show, I got my first Kyle Pitts share. I was really, I was like one, I think it was one, maybe two picks away from getting a Pitts Hawkinson stack. And you're like, well, Memphis, why the hell would you want, two tight ends is because you have to start two tight ends and it's 1.75 premium on the PPR for the tight ends in this league. So and if you've ever played in one of those leagues, you know, you got a problem if you ain't got him. I man, promise I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you think being shorthanded on quarterbacks and a super flex is something 
folks, I'm telling you, if, if it's a must start two tight ends and it's heavy premium like this is, I would have been in really good shape. If you would have told me in this format, my first three picks could have been Justin Herbert, Kyle Pitts, and TJ Hawkinson, I'd have just done like the moonwalk right there across the across. Because it it's it's so ugly so quick. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing guys right now drafting like Jawan Johnson in the ninth round. Yeah, they, they they have to start. They, they don't have a choice. Uh, like it's not a bad move by them either. It's just it gets bad real quick. And I did like how our our admin Neil set up the draft. A he put in the third round reversal, which is a Scott Fish move if I ever did see one. Yep. And everybody still has their own 2023 rookie picks. So I, I, I thought I had the 104. It was actually the 105. So in the rookie draft, I have the 108. I have rookie pick 108. It's just the inverse of the draft. So yep. whoever got 12, they're getting Bijan, which is not a bad way to go. No, but, that's, you know, that's but, usually my go-to if I can pick. But that puts the strategy in there, right? Because if they decided yeah. to have gone, like let's say there, they went one quarterback and one running back. Then come this draft, come the rookie draft, maybe they they pass on Bijan or make a trade back and try to get like Stroud or Young because they've maybe True. got JT or they got Brees Hall or someone like that already, and they're willing to forego the running back. This is the kind of stuff we do at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. We're mock drafting. Um, we're kind of reviewing the picks as they come in without doing too much table talk. And we're using it's it's not a super expensive league, but it's a good way to get in shape. You know, Jerry, it's like you're, you know, it's like an MMA fighter. He's, he's going to or she is going to go have a, a fight. You have a training camp. And what a great way to get ready for your rookie drafts and getting in there, mixing it up with me. And, uh, you know, I'll beat him down. I just have to. I just have to, you know, break out my finest whooping stick and and, and go to work on these uh, these fine fellows. But, man, I, I'm ready. Uh, this is the kind of thing that interests you. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. I'm sure we'll squeeze in another mock or two before the season starts and nothing's changed. It's still five bucks a month, inflation, no inflation, whatever. It's just how we keep the lights on. If this kind of stuff interests you again, patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. But Jerry, man, we're going to do some, some drafting of our own tonight. I'm going to do some drafting with you. Yeah. And, and it's a nice concept, you know, smashing up, you know, cause everybody, the hype on rookies always blows up to an extent that is just unimaginable because, well, because we got nothing else to talk about. So I get it. Well, it's, it's like, as we record tonight is Thursday, the 12th. I mean, no, it's Wednesday, the 12th Thursday's tomorrow. I've lost track of time, but we're like two weeks away from the draft. And we kind of already know everything we're going to know about B. John Robinson and Jackson Smith and Jigba and, and all of these rookie dynasty prospects. We're kind of at like a, an impasse, if you will. So what a better way, like everybody, you know, revisionist history. Oh, last year's class was great, or this year's class was terrible, or, or whatever. So we're going to do super flex, because of course, super flex. Yeah. Tied in premium, we're going to keep it to about a minute of draft pick, because Jerry and I decided before we hit the record button, hey, we don't want to spend 30 minutes on B. John Robinson and spend 30 seconds on, you know, the the 110 or the, or the 310. We want to be able to give each guy uh, uh, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of why we're taking them, where we are with, with this draft. So we're, we're just doing this in a vacuum where we value each guy. Uh, I lost the coin flip, so I am actually going to draft 101, Jerry. Okay. And, and, and even though this will go against my rankings, I, I, I think Brees Hall is right there with Bijan Robinson. 
but I, I am still going to take because of the value. Because if I had the 101 in a rookie draft and I could get Brees Hall plus, plus something for B. John Robinson, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out how to make that deal. Can I move Brees in my 24 second for, you know, B, I mean, I got that backwards. Can I move Bijan and my 24 second for Brees in a 24 first? Can I make that kind of a move? Because I do value Brees more. But for the sake of this draft, I'm going to go Bijan Robinson. And Jerry, before I kick it to you for the 102, I do want to let the listeners of the podcast know, as well as the YouTube people at the end of the draft. So obviously I don't have a sleeper mock draft that I can share our screen. So I'm going to keep track of this. Uh, I'm going to make it look as nice as I can. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to share our screen. So if you want to go back to YouTube, again, go to YouTube. Search Dynasty Warzone, look under live videos, you'll find this. At the very end of the pod, you will be able to look at the draft board. You can screenshot it on your phone, you can do whatever, you can screen crop it on your on your desktop, laptop, and you'll be able to see where Jerry and I value these guys. So Jerry, you're on the clock, 102, who you taking, why you taking I am... Still going to go running back, which is a little bit, a little bit weird for us. I think usually we tend to go with the uh, the QBs here, but I am going to go Brees Hall because he actually would have been my one one in this situation. I would have taken him over Bijan. I have just seen him in the league. I have seen him be unbelievable in the league, and I've seen him have like twenty receptions in six games, which is just so sexy. And it's just something that I, I know I will be able to rely on going forward. Really, I think there's, there's you know, you can go anyway with the running backs. I am just personally a Brees Hall guy like you just talked about. So that's who I'm at, too. Who are you going three? Are you going quarterback or are you just going to keep the running backs cooking? Well, in, in terms of how I actually value them, again, this is in a vacuum. This this is roster agnostic. It doesn't matter what our rosters are because we're just taking the value yep. as basically where I would take these guys intermingled within a startup because I don't love any of the quarterbacks. I love the upside. There's some tantalizing upside. We'll get to that a little bit later in the program. But right now, I'm, I'm going to take my QB, I'm assuming not my QB3, my RB3, a friend of yours, a fellow, a fellow Michigan State Spartan dog. I'm, I'm, taking, Ken, I'm taking Kenneth Walker. Um, again, for me, it's hard to unsee what I've seen. Bijan's great, but he's not done anything in the NFL. We saw Kenneth Walker, you know, he got a little nicked up at the end, but you know, he was winning people weeks, especially down in the fantasy playoffs, full grown man. You know, Seattle's got two first round picks. They got multiple, they have a, a lot of draft picks in this class and Seattle can continue to stockpile weapons, offensive linemen. I think this is a, a very good team. They brought back Gino. I really like it. He's not a mystery box compared to a Bijan or some of these quarterbacks. So give me the proven asset. Give me the proven dog. No pun intended. I'll take I'll take your man, Kenneth Walker. Uh, I like it. I, I, I was going to say that you can go interchangeable with any of these first three guys, but I didn't want to sort of lead the witness if that's not how you were going to go because the quarterbacks are a little bit of a question mark. Listen, I, I, like, I love the idea of having C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or any of these guys for the most part. But also, I, I have seen what these running backs can do, and I can see what they, how much value they return. So I'm with you on that pick. My guy, though, I am going to go quarterback here just because I think I sort of have to, and it's C.J. Stroud. He's, he's just the guy I'm going to pick. I am going to take a guy with size. The only thing that I'm truly skeptical on with him 
is that he's had some of the most unbelievable receiving talent. And if he is brought into a situation where that is not present, how he can adjust to it, not to, you know, not to say that he can't, but also he'll be trying to adjust to that and adjust to the speed of the NFL. It could have some growing pains, but either way, that is probably going to be my guy. He is just, I've seen him make some unbelievable throws and I would love to have him over any of the other quarterbacks that are available. I do not hate it except for this. I don't want to feel like I'm drafting Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins this high in a draft. And, which which is fair. I don't see the wheels. I don't see the special. I, I see safe. I see solid. Oh, oh, I see, oh it is. I, I see a guy who's not going to burn you. Even if he flames out with his first team, he's going to get a second team. He, he's a guy that, if, you know, if he lands with Carolina and Frank Reich, he could be Jared Goff plus. And that's not a knock, dude. Jared Goff has been QB anywhere from QB 8 to 15 the majority of his career outside of his rookie year. Once he paired up with Sean Payton, he's been a solid QB 2 with QB 1 weeks. That's not a knock on C.J. Stroud, but I'm going to go big. I'm going to go with my guy. He's my guy in this draft. I'm taking Will Levis, and I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed to take Will Levis. I got so much heat in 2018 when I took Josh Allen. I got so much heat when I took Daniel Jones. I got so much heat when I took Justin Herbert over Tua. If you remember in 2020, everybody's like, you can't take Justin Herbert. Yeah, I can't. Watch me. Don't spot me. Watch me. Give me the big guy. Because you know what? I know his floors, Sam Darnold. But I know his ceiling is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. But what do Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen all have in common? Big arm. Lots of starts in college. Yeah, I know I know. Will Levis had 23 interceptions. You know what? I, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of you all weren't creating fantasy content or playing Dynasty in, in 2017. But I know this. If you were, you would have hated Patrick Mahomes because he threw 25 interceptions and you would have hated the air raid offense. So so it's great now to look at Patrick Mahomes through the greatness that he is, but he's not Patrick Mahomes if he doesn't get Andy Reid. So if Will Levis lands with a with a Shane Steichen who built an offense with for Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts, I love Will Levis. I'll take the tremendous upside knowing that there's a big downside. But I don't want a Toyota Corolla. I want the potential for a, a Lamborghini. And I understand that it could be a Lamborghini with a burn-up engine, but I'm taking my man, Will Lovis. How dare you besmirch the good name of a Toyota Corolla on this podcast? It's a, it's a fine car. Sir. Sir, I, 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 said, I said in a tweet a while back, I'm like, if you want a nice Nissan Altima with the upside of a Toyota Corolla, take CJ Stroud. Take the other guy. That's cool. It's, that's fine with me. That's absolutely fine with me, but I don't. I, I'm I'm not winning dynasty championships with a Toyota Corolla. I'm not. If you win a championship with C.J. Stroud, it's because of the other guys in your roster and the fact that C.J. Stroud didn't kill you. So that's just me. I, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, Jerry. That's fair. That's is that a Fast and the Furious <laughs> quote? I was wondering if you were going to get that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Ford Taurus. I'm going to take Bryce young, uh, former Heisman trophy winner. Look, I mean, had 80 touchdowns in two years as a starter at Alabama. 
sort of the same issues that CJ Stroud had plethora of talent, you know, going to end up in a situation that's not Ohio state and it's not Alabama, you know? Um, so that's tougher. And also he's a little guy, but that's not a death sentence. Like it was a couple of years ago. We've, we've seen guys turn that around. So I'm not, I'm not super concerned about it, but honestly, we're getting to a point where there's going to be a, a juicy little tear, uh, teardrop in a little bit. So I would like to get, get my guy right here. So I'm going to take Bryce Young at six. All right. I, I put him on the board and I gotta be honest, if I was choosing between your two quarterbacks, if I was choosing between Young and and Stroud, I'm going to take Bryce Young to, to be Are quite you? honest. I just, something about that one, you know, that, 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 that one guy that always has all the weapons, it makes me nervous. And, That's Bryce, fair. Young, and Bryce Young didn't have the benefit of Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and all these guys at Alabama. So I, I'm not saying that he didn't, you know, have any, I mean, he didn't have crumb bums either, but right. But he didn't have the guys that Mac Jones and Tua had. He didn't have Jalen Waddle, you know, No. in, in, in all fairness and transparency. And I, I know people are probably thinking the QB carousel is going to continue, but it's not. I'm actually going to take my first wide receiver off of the board. I'm going to get my guy. I have this guy extremely highly rated in startups right now, and it's Garrett Wilson. There's a lot of talk that it could be in his former Ohio State teammates. You know, it, it could be it could be a lot of guys. It, it could have been Drake London. But for me, I think Garrett Wilson is that dog. I loved him last year. I love him this year. I'm, I'm a little a little concerned about how his game translates to, to Aaron Rodgers' game when Aaron Rodgers gets to town, but I'm like, wait a second. I saw him win the, the rookie of the year with Zach Taylor. Excuse me, Zach, Zach Taylor, as the head coach of the Bengals, Zach Wilson and Mike White. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and this guy could do some good stuff. So I've always liked Garrett Wilson. Uh, it's close. It's very close between him and like three other guys, but I'm going Garrett Wilson here and Jerry, I'm going to kick it back to you. And I'm going to take his teammate, Jackson Smith and Jigba. With the next one, I, I think they're interchangeable. I think it's just picking who you want at this point because you're right. I mean, Garrett Wilson had poop at quarterback last year and he was awesome. And he is only going to get better with Aaron Rodgers. I just think Jackson Smith and Jigba is special. So that's why I would take him over Garrett Wilson. But honestly, that's interchangeable in some of my leagues. You know, I, I in a vacuum, sure, I prefer JSN, but there is numerous situations where I would take Garrett Wilson over him to diversify just because he is that unbelievable as well. Well, I, I agree. Now, what do you think about when you hear, I think it was Brian Hartline, the wide receiver coach at Ohio state. He came out and he had him. Jackson Smith and Jigba ahead of, we'll just go ahead and roll right into it. That way we can yeah. keep the conversation going. I'm going to take Chris Alave with my next pick. Okay. So, what, so we'll talk, we'll finish it up with Jackson Smith. How do you feel knowing that you've already got two guys in the league and the guy who's coached all of them? So he's got more insight than really just about anybody could have with these three guys. And for him to like Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe even just a hair, a millimeter, an eyelash, a cunt hair, if you will. What do you, what do you think if if it's an actual unit of measurement, by the way? I can True. send you a picture. DM me at DWZ Memphis. I will send you the actual picture of how it's used in a unit of measurement at me. But, but how do you feel knowing that Heartline likes him as much as you do? I'm not that surprised. 
But I mean, he's got to gas his guys up. So I saw on the first player that he had on that list was Marvin Harrison Jr., who's still going to be back at Ohio State this year. So just gassing up his guys for the draft, but also even just putting them in the same sort of category is good enough for me because there was other guys, you know, Terry McLaren was on that list as well. So, I mean, he has coached a bunch of unbelievable guys who have been fantasy relevant. And that's, that's what I want. Like, I mean, Terry, Terry McLaren has been a, a wide receiver two or better for like five or six years in the league. And if I can get that out of these guys, hell yeah. Sign me up every single time. Easy. Well, so you want you want to you want to go you want to go Olave nine? That's what I, you're doing. I, I, I already put him on the I already put him on the draft board. So here in a okay. second, uh, I'm going to read back the first round. We we have three picks to go. Yeah, it was between him and, and a running back, but man, Chris Olave, great year again. We talked about Garrett Wilson. He had this hodgepodge at quarterback with Zach Wilson and and Mike White. I think Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco was actually quite honestly the best quarterback for him statistically, and that's kind of what Chris Olave dealt with. You know, he had the Red Rocket. He had famous Jameis. He had Taysom Hill. And it was this mix mash of styles and, and things. And now, for whatever you have to say about Derek Carr, he's a professional quarterback. He's a pro. Um, supposed to be Mike uh, Mike Thomas is coming back. That'll be great. I, I think Jarvis Landry's not coming back. He's still a street free agent. Is it going to be Captain America, the the, the former tight end of John like Troutman, Adam Troutman? Is it going to be Jawan Johnson? You know, what's going to go on with with uh, Alvin Kamara? But you, you can't not love Chris Olave, Jerry. And then who would be your, t- your, your pick at 10 after you uh, talk up Olave? Because I know you want to. I do. I, I love Chris Olave. He's the more shares of Chris Olave I have, the better. And I feel like he do, he just doesn't get the hype that everybody else does, even though dude was absolutely awesome. What you got? Can I tell you a dirty secret that, that yeah. other fantasy I, I love, love that, dirty that, secrets. That, so I won't name names. So I'm in a league. It's the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. Okay, it's got myself. It's got Rich Dodson from the Nerds, Garrett Price from the Nerds, Izzy Elkafast from the Dynasty Trade Calculator, Gabe Gearing, and and Jay Mike. I mean, just a who's who. Tyler Gunzener of the Dynasty Happy Hour. Just a lot of really good Dynasty fantasy football gamers and content providers. And I, mind you, I didn't have a first last year. So I, I am I am recusing myself from being guilty. But in this league, Christian Watson went ahead of Chris Olave. Because this is where I got the list for us to choose from. And I was like, ooh, that's not going to age well. I mean, listen, I like Christian Watson. I'll probably be the guy that drafts him in this draft, but no, give me Chris Olave every time. But for my next guy, I'm just going to keep the wide receiver train going. And it's Jordan Addison. Blitnikoff winner in 2021. Had Kenny Pickett. Had Caleb Williams. Made both of them look unbelievable. And not to say that they're not both unbelievable. They're going to be the first quarterbacks drafted in their draft class. Jordan Addison had a piece in that. And I, I truly believe that. I think we will see Caleb Williams take a step back because he doesn't have somebody like Jordan Addison there. And maybe this age is like sour milk. You know, I, I won't say that's not impossible, but dude is great at separation. He was great in two completely different offenses. I mean, he was good with Kenny Pickett and Pat Narduzzi, who was a defensive-minded head coach. And he won the Bolitnikoff in that offense. So I am excited about this dude. And 
honestly, with the the sexiness of the Bijans and the quarterbacks that are all there and JSN, he's sort of slipping down draft boards. He uh, he just he smells like he's gonna. I'm not gonna compare him to this player. Just the situation when Justin Jefferson started slipping down rookie rookie drafts and was going in the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh pick. I'm not gonna say Jordan Addison is that guy and he's gonna be that productive, but his his talent in other draft classes would be 102, 103, 104, and you're just he's never going to get drafted in that spot in this class. Love him. You know, in, in, in Vegas circles, so the clear betting favorite to be the first wide receiver off of the board is Jackson Smith and Jigba. But I was listening to a podcast, I think it was earlier today, maybe yesterday, and they were saying that if there was any other wide receiver to put a chip on, to go ahead of him as the first wide receiver off the board, it would be Jordan Addison. Very highly thought of. Uh, you're getting good odds. It's not that, you know, but the reason why you're getting good odds, it's not very likely. But if I had to put five bucks on any wide receiver, I think I would put like five on him and five on another guy that we'll probably talk about here in, in just a bit. But this is an area where I don't feel bad taking Anthony Richardson. This is an even bigger swing. And um, I got to be honest. I was all about Anthony Richardson. I think he's a great prospect. I think that's the best way to, you know, he's not really even a prospect. He's a project. He's going to be a guy who's a year away from maybe being a year away. Now, Jerry, you know, watch more college football than I do. But would you say when Lamar Jackson come out, it was noted that he needed to work on his passing? Yep, for sure. And where would you rank Lamar as a passer in college compared to Anthony Richardson as a passer coming out of college? I mean, he was better. Lamar That's is – as a passer yes. coming out of college, Lamar is light years ahead. Does, right. it, does it mean that, that Richardson doesn't have a better arm? Does it mean that, you know, he's not a better athlete? We don't know that because Lamar didn't do all of the combine stuff. I'm just saying, how could Lamar go 32 – Jerry, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think the loyal listeners know. Jerry, am I a uh, Justin Fields guy? No. No, no you're not. not. So so where where would you rank Anthony Richardson as a prospect slash project compared to, to Justin Fields? I'd say Justin Fields, pretty good athlete, and shown that he can run the ball just as well as anybody. And his passing is not great, but it was clearly better coming out of college than Anthony Richardson. I would put Anthony Richardson not in the same universe as Justin Fields as a prospect. And and yet, for some reason, we think the NFL is just going to take this guy at the 104. And it's like, wait a second, Did, didn't we let didn't we let you know Justin Fields slip to 11, and Lamar was going 32, and because the Ravens had the wherewithal to trade back in, so they had that fifth year option. It's like, and this guy's, I understand he's he's like piggybacking. You know, you ever heard the term drafting a NASCAR, like where one car drafts off the other one and it helps yep. them pick up speed and momentum? I understand Anthony Richardson's drafting off of the success of Jalen Hurts and, and Lamar Jackson, but this is the point in the draft where I, I, I really want to get him. You know, the one thing I will say about Anthony Richardson is that I, I heard an NFL executive say he could literally be a first-round pick at five different positions. So maybe if quarterback doesn't pan out, maybe he becomes like a Terrell Pryor and, and, and moves to wide receiver. Maybe he becomes a Taysom Hill, becomes a, a a tight end. So if the quarterback thing doesn't work out, he's not necessarily done. Extremely talented guy, a good athlete, but this is a place where I feel comfortable gambling on him. 
thoughts and then uh, wrap up the first round. This is exactly where I would have Anthony Richardson. I feel like the 10 guys ahead of him are all 100%. Those are going to be the 10 guys I pick 100 out of 100 times. And for the 11th pick, I'm taking Anthony Richardson 100 out of 100 times. Because if he hits, dude's unbelievable. And, and, and we can talk about he's a project and this and that. But if he ends up getting it together and, and he's, he's him, then, then, then he, he wins fantasy championships. There's, there's just no argument. But the, the risk there involved is that he could also turn into a pumpkin at midnight. And so I, I want to get the elite guys that I think are just absolutely fantastic in the one through 10 that we had. And then before I start getting into guys that have warts in their game, I'm going to take the guy that can absolutely just clobber it out of the park and Anthony Richardson. But for for the 12th pick to just round out the first one, I'm going to take mm-hmm. the RB2 of this year's class, Jameer Gibbs. Break it down. It's, yeah, I mean, he's a good pass catcher. He has he showed it at Georgia Tech. He showed it at Alabama. He's been good. You know, he, he has not – he's been solidly the RB2. But as far as the NFL draft is concerned – I'm not hearing tons of hype for the guy. I, I mean, there's like there's no conversation of him sort of getting tons of hype outside of like Twitter and fantasy people. Like, I'm I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying I'm not saying it's not existent, but to the level that fantasy and dynasty people will circle jerk about Jameer Gibbs, that's just not happening in NFL circles. But that said, he is just he's got an unbelievable skill set to be so conducive to being a guy that you can just rely on. And that's exactly what I want. And honestly, it's a super easy pick for me to round out this first round. Well, I will recap the first round. Yeah, I don't mind Jameer Gibbs. I think he's much more catchable. You know, you ever watch like sprinters? I like to use a lot of analogies. You watch like a sprinter and like some guys get so far ahead, like Usain Bolt got so far ahead, you know no one was catching him. The guy that I'm going to draft here in a second at the 201 does have a, a shot at catching him for the the, Q, the RB2 in this class. But for the listener who can't get to YouTube, let me recap our first round real quick. So number one overall, Bijan Robinson. Number two, Brees Hall. Number three, Kenneth Walker. Number four, CJ Stroud. Number five, Will Levis. Number six, Bryce Young. Number seven, Garrett Wilson, number eight, Jackson Smith and Jigba, number nine, Chris Alave, number 10, Jordan Addison, number 11, Anthony Richardson, number 12, Jameer Gibbs. And I'm going to kick off the, the first pick of the second round. I'm going to go with the guy who is drafting up on the backside of Jameer Gibbs and with a premium landing spot could overtake him as the RB2 in this class. I love the size. I love the physicality. And you know what? He's got a super sneaky pass-catching profile. I'm going to take our man. We call him Charbonnet, but we all know it's Zach Charbonnet. Uh, underrated pass catcher for a man his size. Good hands. And I'm going to take him as the first pick of the second round, Jerry. I know you were originally more of a Charbonnet guy than I am. Did I snipe you there? What's your thoughts on Charbonnet? And go ahead and take uh, take the 202. Uh, you did. I mean, I, that definitely would have been my pick right here. I was sort of between him and Jameer Gibbs, but I, I just feel like I wanted the, the explosiveness that Jameer Gibbs where Charbonnet does not have it. That said, I just like watching Zach Charbonnet run because he runs with a violence that I, I just love to see. 
Um, as far as my guy, I'm in, I'm in a spot. I want to be a little spicy with this next pick, but also it's hard for me to pass on Drake London. So I think that's going to be the route I have to go. I mean, we poo pooed on him a lot, you know, 11 months ago and we were sort of right. You know, the, with, with Marcus Mariota, he was not as productive as somebody who was going at, you know, 103, 102 in some cases. Um, the quarterback situation didn't get better. I mean, Desmond Ritter is there. They have the eighth pick. They could, you know, make some noise. They could have somebody else. I would guess they likely do. Um, he's just, he, he did better than I thought he was going to do. You know, he, he was absent for long chunks of the season, which I didn't love, but that's why he's falling to well, this point was the re- in, in this mock. The regular season, he actually played, I think, fifteen or sixteen games. Well, well, that's what I mean. But like, I, I don't mean, I don't mean. Sorry, I don't mean, mean like, like he missed. I, I just mean like fantasy relevance wise, he was know. he was absent for for chunks of the year. But he showed me that he can play in this game and in a bad offense. And should he get somebody who's competent, I think he can he can be a wonderful value. You know, it should that play out because he he was good and he he proved to me that he was capable of doing it and he's still young. So that's a that's a that's I'm happy to have him there here, too. couple of nuggets he, for me. Uh, I'm glad I was wrong. My big concern on him was injury risk. That's why I was like, well, that was I'm going to give him credit for because yeah. he was hurt. He he did miss a lot of time in college, but he he, he missed like a preseason game. But for the most part, I think he played at least 16 games. But I think Drake London is a year away from being a year away. Yeah. This team is going to be just ass cheeks in the wind. It's going to be a, a, a shit show deluxe. They're going to wind up with a Drake May or, 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 or a Caleb Williams. And then you're going to see this offense start to shine. I think they're yeah. kind of going the Detroit route where you're setting the table around him. You know, maybe they use this eighth overall pick to get like a, a Peter Skaronsky or a, a Paris Johnson, a, a good That'd offensive lineman. You know, you continue to put pieces around this offense because you got Pitts, you got Drake London, Tyler Algier was not a complete stinker last year, and then next year you add the quarterback. You don't need to trade up and give up a lot of pieces. I like the Drake London uh, pick. I, I really have three guys that I have here, um, but because of the scarcity of the position, and I want to be on brand for me, I'm going to go ahead and take Kenny Pickett. I, I think he's a QB too. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be like a border, like, you know, like QB 18 week in a week out, like maybe Derek Carr, but not Kirk cousins, you know, somewhere in that range. He's got Deontay Johnson. He's got George Pickens. He's got Pat Fryermuth. He's got Najee Harris in the backfield, just a lot to like about, about this guy. So for me, it's a QB. This is a super flex draft. Hard to not go ahead and, and take the guy because there's still the, he's the last QB. The other guy who's are on this list, maybe you'll take one. I probably won't, but I'm going to take Kenny Pickett, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll probably take Hooker at some point, but I, I think that's fine. I, I was sort of between the person I'm going to take and Kenny, so I'm not mad at you, but my guy's going to be Rashad White. I'm going to have so many teams with Rashad White on it. Just unbelievable pass catcher. What do you want from me? I mean, that's points. That's easy points. And Leonard Fournette is gone. You're not worried about one of these guys, you know, plopping down there and and hurting his share. 
I mean, how much are they going to hurt it, though? I mean, how, how many? He had Leonard Fournette, who was actually pretty effective last year. And you still had Rashad White get here. Let's let's I got it pulled up real, real quick. 50 receptions. I mean, yeah, 50 receptions last year as a rookie. I mean, if, if that grows. Jesus, Randy. I mean, that's just filthy nasty. I mean, that's hey, uh, Baker. Baker's a, uh, he's not great. That's what I mean. But he's, he's, he can get I mean, that's that's three back. points. That's three points in just receptions. Don't count the yards. Don't count the rushes. Don't count the touchdowns. That's three points a game. Just right there with, with 50 receptions. Oh. And honestly, the dude looked good. So I, I, I'm all about it. I will have tons because he is sort of an afterthought. He's not a sexy guy. He's like what James White was a couple years ago. Like he's just great pass catcher is the perfect guy to just plug in and gets points and nobody clamors for him. That's my guy. Well, I would, uh, I would have been upset if I left this draft and I wasn't the person that took him. Well, luckily, this is just a mock draft because in the patron dynasty league we're doing right now, the startup, I walked away with Rashad White. I See? also believe I was just trying to get, get engaged. I, I, I think there's enough to go around, even if they draft somebody. True. And, and I do believe he's talented. They were comfortable enough not to resign Leonard Fournette, even to a, a super cheap deal. Uh, clearly, he's going to get a buddy. Who he gets in the backfield will, will determine both of their value. But I, I like Rashad White, but I also like Zay Flowers. So I'm going to make him my pick at the 205. Just a guy. And, you know, I, li- I like guys that other guys like. Uh, you know, you know, normally, you know, that, that feels odd to say. But, you know, I, I do. I like Zay Flowers. Other players like him. You know, he could have came out last year, and his teammates talked him into coming back. Good teammate guy. Good dude. A, a hell of a ball player. And I really want him to land. I know this will sound odd, but I would love for him to be in that like Stefan Diggs role for Danny Dimes in New York with the Giants and Brian Dayball. So for me, I think I'm getting a tremendous value. We're right at you're going to make the, the 206. We're going to be at the halfway point, And I love getting Zay Flowers here. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good spot. The guy I'm going to take is another guy that I'm pretty happy to get, but also He's got worries, and that's Jameson Williams of my Lions. Unbelievable talent, great draft capital. Looked explosive in the catch in the touchdown that he had, the 40-yard touchdown. The wart being, that was the only damn catch he had all season. And he played six games. So that is troublesome. Amon Ross St. Brown is there. Marvin Jones came back. So there is some competition. But that said, even if he can put it together and be a Deshaun Jackson type where he can just rip the roof off. I'm cool with that. And I'm happy about it. So I'm, I'm going to take my boy Jamo here. Well, um, I am surprised and I appreciate it. Cause remember I said this a little, a little while ago, I had three guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get all three of them. One, I'm a big Jamison Williams guy. I think he's going to show this year why they drafted him. And I, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's going to hurt Amon Ross St. Brown's target share. But if anybody on that team could, it's Jamison Williams. And it's not about the draft capital. It's about the talent. And Jamison Williams is super talented. He, to me, and again, we haven't seen him in a while. He has that nice combination of both sudden and fast, which is what Tyreek Hill has. Now, Tyreek Hill has it at an all-time elite level. 
Can Jamison Williams develop that or show that at the NFL level like he did in college? Maybe. But if he has that stop, start on a dime, converse into a you know a full-blown sprint, which he's extremely fast, I like your boy. But I, I'm going to take uh, another guy, and I'm ready to try to pronounce this name. I'm going to give it hell. I'm going to take Israel Abanacanda, running back out of Pitt. Um, he is the hype guy right now. I had to move him up in my dynasty rankings. I know our buddy Theo over at Player Profiler, him and the Podfather, they're big fans of Israel Abanacanda. It's hard not to be. Um, I've always been, as long as we've been doing this show together, I've always been a draft running back, trade for wide receiver guy. I debated between him and Zay Flowers. But for me, it was super close. But I'm going to go Israel Abanacanda uh, at the the 207, Jerry. I'm cool with that. I'm going to take I'm going to take my running back, Kendra Miller. I just I like watching the dude. And this might this if if I have made a bad pick, it could potentially be this one so far because he may not get the draft capital. He may not end up in a situation. I just like watching the dude. And I, I feel like if he gets an opportunity, he's going to take it. There's a couple guys that would have been safer picks that I, I, you know, I know, I know their role. Um, but I just like the dude. So the, the, this is the guy I'm going to take because I want to watch him and I want to root for him because this is my dude. Well, I am between two dudes. And, you know, I, when, when you say you're between two dudes, but I, I do like Kendra Miller. And remember, when we had Bruce Matson on and we had Garrett Price on, they're Kendra Miller guys as well. I would really love to see his measurables, to be honest, because he's been rehabbing an MCL and he didn't go through the TCU Pro Day. He didn't go through the Combine. But, you know, he's gotten a lot of visits. Each team gets some, some top get some you know top 30 visits so so for me again jerry i i'm, I'm in this spot again i'm between two guys but i am going to go with a guy that's crawling up my draft board i like him he reminds me of ty hilton i actually consider him a more bursty and by that i just mean like a a, a more explosive jumper leaper than ty hilton and then the other day on instagram if you're not following former nfl wide receiver steve smith yeah, the guy who punches teammates and still does commentary on the NFL Network. If you're well, not because he's a legend. If you're not following Steve Smith on Instagram, you are doing it wrong, and I need you to correct that straight away. But he, much like me, is a Marvin Mims guy. I call him Bursty T.Y. Hilton. They have a similar size, a similar speed. He's just a little bit better in that you know broad jump, vertical jump type things. And uh, man, I'm normally a running back guy here, but. You know, I can't help but take Marvin Mims right here at the 209, Jerry. Do you like Mims? And then uh, give me your 210. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm sure I will have an unbelievable amount of him in rookie drafts this year, just from where he's going and what I think of him. My guys, I'm between two guys. I would be much more inclined to take this person if Aaron Rodgers was staying in Green Bay, but since he is not... It makes it a harder pick for me. I probably would have taken him a couple picks sooner, but I'm still going to take Christian Watson just because I have seen him win weeks. I mean, he he had the month where he was the most dynamic player in fantasy football. And if you're able to do that for even one time as a rookie, you're a special player that can play in this league. And he did it consistently for a month. 
I think it was like six yeah, touchdowns it, it, it like was like eight. Weeks. It was like it was eight or nine touchdowns in four weeks. I mean, he had three the one week. It just, I mean, that's unbelievable. And if and if you have the ability to do that, then you have the ability to do that, whether you have Aaron Rodgers or not. So he he may never be that again, which he probably won't be. It is, you know, I mean, Tyler Higby syndrome from 2018 or whenever the hell that was. But still, to get him at 210, somebody that was the most electrifying player in fantasy for an entire month last year. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I actually have uh, in, in our buddies, the, the goats, the goat leagues in the super flex goat league. I actually have Christian Watson and Chris Alave. You know, I was in a bit of a rebuild last year and I don't mind it. Nope. And you know, for all the shit we talked earlier about Will Levis and all the shit we talk about a certain quarterback for all the shit people talked about Jordan love. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tickle my fancy if Jordan Love has a better 20. I shouldn't say if, but when. When Jordan Love has a better 2023 than Trey Lance, I will horse laugh all <laughs> of the Trey Lance fanboys. But for me, I was between two running backs. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I have to go between the guy that I seen do it and the guy that I think will do it at a, at a big level in the NFL. But I'm going to take a guy that during the NFL playoffs and even the fantasy playoffs that really kicked a lot of ass – I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco. You know, I know he was like a seventh rounder, but dude, right now, it right now, it's him and it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Now, could they take one of these guys that Jerry and I are super bullish on? Absolutely. You know, I see our boy G from the Aussie guys in the chat saying it took this long. Yeah, G, it did. Because you know what? I've seen a lot of seventh rounders, UDFA types, like my boy James Robinson, get absolutely fucked by you know uh, a dumbass gm and not that i think brett beach or andy reed are dumbasses but i saw it happen to too many guys because they don't have any draft capital you know they didn't have any problem taking travis Etienne in jacksonville so do i think andy reed will do that maybe not because they did keep edwards alaire but to get Facheco this late in the draft g is kind of right he's like half he's right. right he's like he's like down under right he's He's right. I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco with the 211. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a chance this guy could have gone in the first round of this draft with a lot of other people. If, if he it, had been drafted last year in like the, the the day two, if he had been like the like the 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 32nd pick of the of the third round, then we're not this is a different conversation. The fact that he was a seventh rounder is the reason why I couldn't pull the the trigger any sooner. See, my thing is not so much that with me. Like it, it, he was, I mean, he was good. And you know, once once you've played in the league, I don't really care about your draft capital as much. I mean, contracts matter, of course. I just he's never going to be the focal point, ever, and he's never going to be second in that offense. Like he's just he's just not. So I, I think that's why I had him slipping. But uh, God, who am I going to go with next, man? I, I was actually sort of hoping to go Pacheco because that was definitely a big tier right there. Well, I don't. I mean, but this just goes to show you that even the, we said this is tight end premium, and I have not felt like I'm missing out because if I, I'll, yeah. I'll give you, I'll, I'll buy you a minute to think. But you know, if I'm you know going to draft a, a rookie tight end, it's it's like I've probably already got a, a Mike Gesicki, I've probably already got a Trey McBride, I've probably already got a Greg Dulcich. I've probably already got a guy like that that I'm, I'm probably going to try this year anyway. And most of these rookie tight ends, except for maybe someone who lands in Dallas, I don't think necessarily has a huge role right away. 
So that's why I haven't felt compelled to draft a tight end. Maybe that'll change in the third round. But did you come up with a 212? I did, uh, and it's not going to be a tight end. I would be very surprised if I take a tight end at any of these picks. Uh, What I'm going to continue to do is pass on Quentin Johnston, and I am going to take Jahan Dotson. So there there is a couple wide receivers even in his class that I think it might be a little surprising that I'm taking him over. Uh, I mean, not for anyone that's ever listened to either of us talk, especially you for one of them, but Jahan Dotson is just a touchdown machine and that quarterback situation. I would love to say it's going to get better because every year we go, well, Terry McLaren's quarterback situation is getting better and it just keeps not no matter who they bring in. So maybe it never will, but Jahan Dotson's just, he's such a talented guy and he just has a nose to find the end zone. He just catches it every time it's thrown to him in the end zone. Young guy, uh, just a dynamic dude that can get open. So I'm going to take Dotson and just be so thrilled. This is another dude that I'm just, I'm trying to get trades with him involved in where he's not the focal piece so that I can just get him for just that little bit. Like I'll give up the better piece. Give me somebody in Jahan Dotson so that we can even it out. I'm trying to do those trades everywhere right now. Yeah, I don't have I don't have any problem with this. There's a couple of names that I'm kind of surprised haven't went off the board, but I think Jahan Dotson could have went higher than Mims and Watson had he played every game and stayed healthy. He missed a stretch of games there in the middle of the season, but if if Matt Howe isn't an upgrade, I got news for you. Jacoby Brissett is a uh, is a strange feller. He he spent some time here in Indy where I'm from, but Jacoby Brissett ran that Cleveland offense better than Deshaun Watson did last year. Now, in fairness to Watson, in fairness to Watson, he hadn't played football in about 700 days. So, you know, the, there was some rust to shake off, but Jacoby is a professional quarterback. And I got news for you. Ron Rivera has to win. If they don't win this year, he's gone. And at some point, whether it's week one or week four, he's going to have to look at that roster and say, I got to save my ass. And Matt Howe ain't doing it. So give me Jacoby Brissett, and if that does, you may see an uptake in the performance of a Jahan Dotson. So before I make the first pick of the third round, I do want to recap the second round for you. So the second round is Zach Charbonnet, Drake London, Kenny Pickett, Rashad White, Steele there, by the way, Zay Flowers, Jamison Williams, Israel Abanacanda, I'm pronouncing that name like a champion, by the way, Kendra Miller, Marvin Mims, Christian Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, Jahan Dotson. So we have Dotson and Watson within three picks of each other. If that's not good alliteration on my part, I don't know how I can do any better. But I, have the, I have the first pick of the third round, and I kind of head faked you a little bit. I am going to take the first tight end off the board, but it's probably not who you think. I'm not letting the fact that we have a little bit of Michael Mayer fatigue make me elevate Greg Dulcich or Dalton Kincaid. I am going to go with Michael Mayer. He's everybody who's, yeah, you know, I think Kincaid could be a better athlete, but I think overall Michael Mayer is going to wind up. I I only see him drafted in like really three spots. Dallas, love it. Cincinnati, love it. Green Bay, love it. Even if he were to go to Washington, I'd love it because it's Logan Thomas there. So he can land in so many spots where he can be, uh, a, a benefit to your dynasty roster. Again, that patron league that we're doing, you have to start two tight ends. If any of the rookies can make any noise this year, kind of like Pat Fryermuth did a couple of years ago, Kyle Pitts did up until he got, you know, hurt as a rookie. 
I, I dig it. So for me, I'm going to go Michael Mayer at the 301. I'm breaking the tight end seal, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a tight end guy, and I'm really going to hate this next pick. But the time has come, Randall, where we take, as he is named on our sheet, Traylon Fat. Traylon Burks is going to have to go off the board. He made it to the third round, which is pretty on brand for us. <sighs> Listen, he's, I mean, he he showed a bunch at Arkansas, and he was a good prospect. He's got dr- good draft capital, and he doesn't have a ton of competition. So the opportunity for him to grow is there. The problem is he didn't. The problem is he was out of shape, hence our bit. And the quarterback situation is not improved. So it's which is why he's he's still available where he is when last year there was teams taking him at 104, 105 in rookie drafts. And I'm taking him at 302 in these combined draft classes. Well, we're, we're definitely staying on on brand. You know, um, I don't have the full 30 seconds. Maybe I'll put it on the the opening, the uh, the the Traylon Burks and Mike Vrabel conversation. All I can say is it relates to Jerry and I and our buddy Traylon Burks. This is how Jerry and I come across, and it's true. Yeah, we're a couple of Traylon Burks haters, but I mean, we're going to do what we're going to do. I'm going back to the running back well, and I'm absolutely going to steal one. Like, you know, in some countries, if I were to get this guy this late in a dynasty draft in those countries, they'd cut my hands off. I am going to steal Roshan Johnson right here, right now. Uh, a guy that they're not saying the draft pundits aren't saying he's better than Traylon Burks, but I see a lot of people talking about him, uh, him being Roshan Johnson, winding up with the Dallas Cowboys. I'd love to see him be uh, in a backfield with like Tyler Algier, Joe Mixon. I said on the, the show I did Wednesday night by myself. I don't think the Bengals are cutting Joe Mixon. I don't think Joe Mixon gets suspended this year, but I do think this is Joe Mixon's last year in Cincinnati. And if Roshan Johnson were to land in those kind of spots, man, it's it's to the moon. I am stealing. I am stealing Roshan, Roshan Johnson from Jerry at the 303. And you're going to just end up making me take a player that I don't want to take. And it's Quentin Johnston. I I don't love him, as I have said, but I have also been wrong. Uh, that is uh, that is something that I am very, very forward about that I have absolutely missed. G, cackling down under as I take Jared Goff in the first round of a startup. That was, and, and honestly, now that wouldn't be that bad, but of course I traded him. So not only did I make a dipshit pick, I made a dipshit trade, so I don't even get to reap the benefits. Um. Listen, he's he's not my favorite guy, but he's going to end up with pretty good draft capital. And if he lands in a good situation, he can still be a very good dynasty asset. I will let that speak for itself in about 16 days that could change my perspective on him. Uh, but as I said, I am not a scout. But from what I have seen, he just doesn't he doesn't do it for me. But I will take him here and I'm pretty cool with that. Yeah, I, I know there's a world where we could look back a year from now at about all of our takes about it's Quentin looking Johnson, yep. and we could 100%. just be like, "Give give us the crow we deserve." Yeah. We, we we could have emotional damage for not being higher on Quentin Johnston, but that's a miss I'm willing to take. 
I'm going to take a gamble on a guy. I love post-hype sleepers. You know, our boy Dan over at the GOAT District, recent guest here on the Dynasty Warzone, at overhype sleeper. I'm going to take a post-hype sleeper. I'm going to take Sky Moore. I love seeing people push Kadarius Tony to the, the, the top of the Kansas City depth chart. I, I'm here for it because you know what? I think Sky Moore is going to take a big leap in year two. I think he's a better football player than Kadarius Tony. I think he's more durable than Kadarius Tony. And if I'm going to attach myself to somebody, he has an advantage over some other guys in this draft, like some of the other rookies, and that I know where he's at. I know he's got a shot to latch on as the two to Patrick Mahomes. So for me, I'm going to take a guy that I like, a guy that I liked last year. I'm getting him at a good value because he underperformed last year's expectations, but there's still plenty of upside. I'm going to take Sky Moore at the 305, Jerry. Okay, a little, little spicy, you know, definitely going against the grain with that one. I ain't mad at you, though. Caught, caught the game-winning touchdown, did he not, in the Super Bowl? Didn't he get the go-ahead touchdown? He caught a touchdown. I know Pickens yeah. caught one. Not Pickens, excuse me. Um, Kadarius Tony caught one. He caught one. So, yes, I just I just see a ton of upside there, man. Yeah, uh, and I'm cool with that. Uh, I am going to pick a guy that I have also, this is three in a row, guys, that I've just been super down on, but we're to the point where they have either shown potential or they have been productive, and I just don't like them. And that's where we are at with this pick, and that's Damian Pierce. There is a world on a different Dynasty podcast where Damian Pierce goes 20 picks earlier than we're picking him right now because of his production last year. I just don't love the fact that they have the 12th pick and the 33rd pick in the draft. And he was a later round guy and they could easily replace him immediately. Um, go they ahead. Did you a fa- they, they, they did you a favor by bringing in Devin Singletary. I mean, I don't, I don't think that the, the text and I'm not a Damian Pierce guy, so I'm not bowing up for your pick, but I, I do like that. They brought in Singletary. And if you're, if you're, oh my God, D'Amico Ryan's a new head coach, you have a six-year contract. It's very much the Lions scenario. They may, yeah. even, they may even punt quarterback too. You know, you got a guy I like in, in John Mechie. They brought in um, they brought in a veteran wide receiver. I started to say Brandon Cooks, but they traded him away. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods, they brought, they, brought, they brought in Robert Woods. They brought in Dalton Schultz. They just may try to get this thing done with like a, like a plug and play, like, Maybe they bring in Carson Wentz as gross. What is, as it, what is it you say? Chandelier parts and it's like bubble gum and shoestring and chandelier yeah, parts. You're you just go. trying to like you know, you're trying to MacGyver something together is what you're trying to do. But you know, maybe they bring in you know Carson Wentz for the season. I mean, there's no better way to get to 2021 101 or 24 101 <laughs> than Carson Carson Wentz is a lead, lead pipe cinch. But I'm going to go with a guy. So I've, I've shown restraint to this point. I've done good. I'm very proud of me. Way to way to go, me, Jerry. Excellent, so, you. Just for me. You, you know, I, I did a good thing. I wanted to take Sean Tucker way before now, but you know what? I, I'm going to take my guy, Sean Tucker. Uh, this is a great spot. This late in the draft, if I want to take a dart throw, I'm going to take a dart throw on a running back. He's got good speed. Um, I like his build. He's, you know, 5'9", 210, 215-ish. Good pass-catching profile. Uh, his numbers are eye-popping, but he played at fucking Syracuse. They're known for sports journalism, not sports players. Not since the day of Marvin Harrison and Dwight Freeney. You know, and then Sean Tucker, 
you know, were to be a Colt, I would be sad because we have Jonathan Taylor. But Colts and Syracuse Orange have went together in the past. But I hope he winds up on a spot like Miami, somewhere like Atlanta, where he could actually get a chance to steal some reps. But I'm going to go with my man, Sean Tucker, Jerry. Um, let's see, you got lucky, too, because I was not going to take Sean Tucker. So you, you could just keep punting him down the road. So that worked out for you. Uh, for my guy, I'm going to take George Pickens. He's not... I'm not the biggest George Pickens guy, but, and, and we, you know, you talked to uh, Jordan McNamara. I, 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 I Freudian slipped his name earlier and I wasn't going to say it. And I, and I think I, I might've tipped my hand. But I mean, Jordan McNamara is definitely an anti George Pickens guy. Uh, and I sort of have some of the same beliefs that said, he has shown that he can at least play in this league and he's in a good situation. Uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson is going to be the reception guy, and you got to assume that the touchdowns are going to, you know, water's going to meet its level this year. But George Pickens is a good enough talent to be just thrilled to be getting him right here. I have to agree. And, you know, if if you'd have taken George Pickens where you took Jamison Williams at the 206, I would have had to have reached through this monitor and slapped you across the face like paint brushed you good. I probably would have considered it if you did it where you took Jahan Dotson at 212. But here at the 308, I don't have any problem with it. Here's a great spot where I'm going to reach and take another quarterback. Here's where I'm going to take Hendon Hooker. I'm going to take him. I'm going to put him. I, I hope Hendon Hooker lands on Seattle. I hope he lands on Detroit. Because if you, if you get Hendon Hooker and you get him in the first round, like you're Detroit, I think you've got 6-21. and 21. If you get Hendon Hooker. 18. 18. Okay. If you get him at 18, maybe it's Seattle that's got 21. But but if one of those guys get him, right, you let him redshirt. He's coming off the ACL. Uh, the Detroit Lions have Jared Goff in the last year of his contract. Geno's contract is very uh, escapable after one year. And you let this dude redshirt for a year. Here's the thing. He's 25. He'll be 26 next year. By the time that he plays out a five-year rookie deal, if you pick up the fifth-year option, and you franchise tag him a year or two, you only have to have him for one contract due to his age. So it's not a bad asset to invest in as a team. And if I can draft this guy this late in drafts, put him on my taxi, and watch my my shares finally mature like my Jordan Love shares finally are, I'm all about it. So at the 309, I feel like I'm stealing taking Hendon Hooker. Yeah, this is, this is the exact spot I would have taken him. Yeah, same thing. When you took Anthony Richardson, these are precisely the sort of tier groups where I would have taken my shot. My guy is going to be a thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard rookie rusher from last year, Tyler Algier. There's a chance that, you know, he gets some competition and he takes a hit, didn't have great draft capital, yada, yada, yada. Dude was in the league. Dude did it. I mean, if you drafted Tyler Algier last year, you were playing him. And there's a chance you won your championship and Tyler Algier was on your roster. Granted, you didn't win it because of him, but he sure as hell did not cause you to not win it. So that's to get him at the end of the third in this, in these two classes. I mean, it shows you that some of the depth that these rookies coming into the league and how much they're impacting the NFL immediately. No, I, I, I don't hate it. Um, he's going to get competition, but it's his spot sure. to lose. You know, yes. if, if, if the Falcons pull a uh, a Jaguars and take you know 
Bijan or Gibbs in the first round and he gets James Robinson, that's going to suck. But, dude, if they bring in someone like Kendra Miller or I think Roshan Johnson would be bad, but, you know, Sean Tucker, that's not an uber threat, and I like Sean Tucker. So to get Tyler Algier here is a, a good one. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I am really between two guys, but, Jerry, I'm between a tight end and I'm between a, a wide receiver but, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And, and, and my heart wants Kayshawn Butte. I got all three of my guys from the 23 class. I got Levis. I got Sean Tucker. I got Kayshawn Butte. I showed restraint. I was very restrainful until the very, very end. Um, you know, I, I can go ahead and talk about some of the guys. We'll kind of talk about them here in a second. You know, Alec Pierce, Wandale Robinson, John Mechie. Those are guys I like. Uh, I, I love Michael Wilson. I was listening to TJ Hushmanzada and uh, Doug Gottlieb the other day. And there's a couple of guys where they talk wide receivers. I listen. One is Steve Smith. I referenced him earlier. The other one's TJ Hushmanzada. And he was, Doug Gottlieb said, give me a sleeper. Give me a name to know. And without question, without hesitation, TJ Hushmanzada said, Michael Wilson. I love Michael Wilson, but I love Keyshawn Boutte just a little bit more. So I'm going to get my guy. And uh, Jerry, you're going to get your guy and wrap up this, this mock draft extravaganza. I don't know if he's necessarily my guy, but he's a guy that I would take. If I only had one more scratch off to scratch off, I think it would be Tajay Spears. He's, he's an intriguing guy, small school guy. He had the one game, right? And that's what we're always going to talk about. Even if bro flames out in the NFL, He'll always be a New Orleans legend because of that Cotton Bowl. Um, but yeah, he's just looking at everybody. If there was going to be one guy, like I thought about Brian Robinson, like he was pretty, he was a competent asset. The problem is he just got so much work that it made him relevant. So I didn't want to do that. I don't like tight ends. Wide receivers are just, they're all risky too. So I figure I'll just, I'll just go with the running back. We'll see how that plays out for me. Uh, my, my favorite memory of Brian Robinson, a couple of, couple of three things as, as, I, as I think about your, your boy, Brian Robinson. One, he got shot like twice and missed less games on the season than Keenan Allen of the Chargers. That, that's number one. Number two, when he came back, he came out to 50 cent uh, many men, which was maybe my favorite pre-hype moment of the season last year. And you're right though. He did get force fed touches. I, I think that's a, that's a sneaky spot. And, but yeah, let me ask you a question about Tajay Spears as I get ready to put this draft board, but let me tell you what, let me recap the draft board. You tell us about Tajay Spears and while you're doing that, because I want to ask you, how do you feel? Because it feels like if there's like, is he a band is rising quickly? Roshan Johnson is rising slash holding. And if there's a running back falling that was getting hyped back during the secret, uh, the senior bowl, it was Tajay Spears. But let me recap this, and you can tell me if him falling makes you nervous. So at the 301, I took the only tight end out of 36 picks. The only tight end, I took Michael Mayer. Uh, 302, Jerry took Traylon Burks. I took Roshan Johnson at the 303. Quentin Johnston, 304. Sky Moore, 305. Damian Pierce, 306, Sean Tucker, 307, George Pickens, 
308, Hendon Hooker, 309, Tyler Algier, 310, Kayshawn Boutte, 311, Tajay Spears, 312. Now, Jerry, tell us about your thoughts about is he the guy who's falling the most? I mean, he is. That's probably why I like him, though. I'm, I'm, I love I love zagging when everybody's zigging, man, especially with running backs. The moment running backs stop being sexy is the same time I go after him every single time. Now, it'll, it'll bite you in the ass from time to time. Don't get me wrong, but there is so much value to be gained when running backs become unpopular when they shouldn't. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, how you guys doing? I mean, Saquon to an extent. I mean, it, it, it happens all the time, and it'll happen soon enough. I mean, we're, we're already starting to see it with DeAndre Swift. He's going to get out of Detroit, and he's going to land in a spot that's probably more conducive, and he's going to be a nice value to scoop up at some point. Yeah, there's a little bonus. There's, there's a little bonus at the end there for you. I, I tell you what, I am having trouble now that the live stream is actually going uh, of getting my screen to share. So what I will do is I will tweet this out. I will tweet out our mock draft. I wish you could see it, Jerry. Now, look, if, if you click on the tabs of the sheet, I will see you. You will see that I have done a tremendous job uh, of keeping... of keeping. In, in truth, it is it is gorgeous, and you have done a wonderful job. I mean, it's as close to sleeper as I can get it. I mean, it's color-coded. It's, it's beautiful, Jerry. I, I did a hell of a job. So I was going to put that on for the YouTube listener... But I will tweet it out at DWZ Memphis and at Dynasty Warzone Pod on on Twitter. So that way you can see it. I'll pin it to one of my one of the handles. I'll tag Jerry in it so Jerry can retweet it and you can see it. But Jerry, this is a, a pretty fun exercise just for wrapping up the conversation. People that are left that I still like. You mentioned, you know, Brian Robinson, you know, Alec Pierce, Wandale Robinson, Mechie. I like Trey McBride, Greg Dulcich, Jelani Woods. Um, we didn't get to Devon A-Chain, Zach Evans, or Tank Bigsby. Uh, Dwayne McBride is a guy growing on me. We didn't get to Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, Jaden Reed, Tillman, Mingo, Rishi Rice, Tank Dell. We didn't get to any of the tight ends, really, from this class. We got Dalton Kincaid. We got Darnell Washington, Musgrave, Laporta. So if you were to be doing – yeah, I I feel like I feel like Jonathan Mingo might be the one that I regret not taking at some point, but you know well, that, me, that's what makes this fun. For, yeah, for, for me, it just so like if you were in a league, so there, I mean, this is only really a relevant exercise for you if you were in a league that you guys played all of the 2021 season, and then you didn't do your rookie draft in 22 because the league like froze because. Maybe you're all in the military and like, you know, some of the guys went active and, and you couldn't get it going. So you froze it. I could see like the one off scenario where that was a thing. But, you know, this is just to show you that as much as we value the rookies, it, it was hard a lot to pick the rookies over the known asset. I think Pacheco and Washington, I mean, excuse me, Pacheco and Watson falling as far as they did. We're, we're kind of eye-opening, but I think I think we got it right more than we got it wrong, Jerry. I'm with you. I mean, there's, I mean, there's I think, like you said, there's probably some shenanigans afoot in there somewhere. But I, I think people are going to push. Back I think we did Will good. Levis. I think Will Levis will get some pushback. Um, I think maybe G was right. Pacheco went too late, but I think all in all, this is pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with I, you. 
I try to decide, hey, if I'm on the clock in a startup and all of these guys are available, who am I actually taking? That's exactly. how I try to treat it. And or, and I and I've messed up picks before, you know, trying to go with guys that I, I think are gonna be the ones, and sometimes they're not, but you know, like it, like if I'm on a situation where I can have Kendra Miller or Isaiah Pacheco, I'm taking Kendra Miller and I'm just gonna take that shot. Just because I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is gonna be special. Um so if I can get someone that I think potentially could be, that's all mine. Randy's messing with the camera, threw me off for a second. Well, I was, I was trying to get this this board to pop up. I don't think it's going to let me because we're actually already streaming. But anyway, Jerry, we're going to get out of here. This one went long for a bonus, but that's okay because Wednesdays went short for a solo. And I, and I mean, we did we did three rounds, and we only went 15 minutes late. I mean, that's not bad for us. Not bad at all. Hour and 15 minutes by the time you get the intro and the outro. You're, you're probably a buck 20. And thank you for sticking around as long as you did. And thank you for going over to YouTube and subscribing. Subscribe. Go over to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone, subscribe. You can see me in my new glasses. I'm rocking the hat backwards like a, a millennial trying to uh, to get on that millennial tip. Uh, Jerry put his on backwards. Now, Jerry got a new mic. That's why he sounds like a million and a half dollars. You can see my Bo Jackson poster. You can see my James Gandolfini poster. You can see Jerry sitting behind literature if you go to YouTube Search Dynasty Warzone and subscribe. Also, True. if you're listening on podcast, you can listen on podcast, you know, leave us a five-star review. Between subscribing on YouTube and five-star reviews, that's the freest and easiest and simplest way to support the show. But if you want to get in a startup with me and come battle and talk mock drafts and real drafts and hang out with the folks over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, We'd love to have you. So, but I'm going to get Jerry out of here. It's a little bit late. He has to go roam around the cornfields of Iowa. I got to go let my dog out. But until next time, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have a surprise on Sunday evening. Uh, if not, it'll be soon. But on behalf of my good friend, Mr. Jerry Sinclair at Jerry Sin DWZ, you can follow me at DWZ Memphis. Follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. Remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week. Bye bye. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.